everyone, welcome to the Golden Hour with Hira. Today we have Muhammad Asim Gul on our channel. Muhammad Asim Gul is a guru in holistic health. He is a yogi, nutritionist, and a fitness advisor. I think I'm making him sound like a 50-year-old male man wearing a khadi kurta, but no to your surprise. He graduated from IBA with BBA in his hand in 2013, later went to Huazong University of Science and Technology for his master's. He got into nutrition and holistic health and joined Institute of Integrative Nutrition. He's now a public speaker, speaker delivering at professional schools and organizations. For me, I have a lot of questions about food consumptions and you know, in this time of covid we all have questions quite frankly all of us have questions and basic questions is to update our health so i would love for you to send questions that you may have it's an absolute pleasure to have him on our channel welcome asim gul hey asim hi hira thank you for a uh, lovely introduction it's uh, an absolute pleasure to be here on your channel and um, i think uh, definitely i i agree with you 100% how um, everybody is really concerned about food consumption and about food in general because food is for from what i see is is information there's so much information that goes into food what we eat how we eat when we eat where we eat and why do we eat what we eat it's so much uh, that that needs to be understood uh, and delved deep into um so yep i agree with that and all questions are welcomed uh, love to answer any concerns that people have or any questions that people have regarding food consumption if they want to know about anything that is not working out for them or they would want to make certain changes to their diet or uh, you know tackling with different uh, conditions as we saw in uh, pandemic so many people were struggling with um, immunity um, you know issues um, and other chronic health uh, issues that have been going on for the longest time but haven't been addressed by the conventional medicine so, yeah great uh great thank you uh first of all for being on my podcast asim i know it's been about 13 years and uh, i've been viewing your instagram and honestly you haven't changed so tell me asim is it food that has helped you not to age <laughs> what's your mantra please share with us well i i do get that i, I do get to hear that a lot people generally haven't been able to guess my age correctly as of now which is something that i'm very grateful about um i think yes the food has definitely played a very important role in um really helping me um not age as much as i usually would have or uh i would say um you know just keeping everything intact uh for me in terms of skin in terms of my um outlook towards life in terms of my energy levels so food has definitely played an important role and uh, it's been a it's been a long time i think uh, you know then since we lost spoke since 13 years um my health journey i think started way later than uh you know in in my life i think it was around i would say 20 2015 right so it's been like 6 years ago and uh, 
is working, I've liked everyone in the corporate sector, um, and then went on to do my master's uh, to China in international business. But I was always, I was always curious about something that was missing in my life, something that everybody is after, everybody is struggling with, and even with, you know, uh, all the luxuries and all the wealth that people have in this world, I think that something that was really missing in their lives was a good health uh, system and a good health care. Um, people were spending uh, loads of money which they were earning from their corporate jobs, from their multi-millionaire businesses, but then at the end of the day, the money was really spent on gaining back that health which was lost earlier in the process. So I think when I started my journey in 2015-2016, I also had a fair share of my own health issues. Um, I had some back problems, I had some immunity issues, I had some breathing problems because of some genetics that come from my family. And I couldn't really get any answers from the conventional medicines, hopping from doctors to doctors, um, taking popping pills. That really wasn't the answer that I was looking for and it just ended up uh, worsening the situation for me. And from then on, I just uh, hopped on this bandwagon of uh, healthy living and uh, really looking at health from a holistic perspective, knowing that food is the real medicine that we can give to ourselves, to our bodies, to our minds. And generally, I think uh, being informative about it and on top of things, is really helpful not for just for ourselves but for all the loved ones that we know in our lives um so uh, so your journey sounds very interesting um so let's do a super health guide for for our um listeners um tell me about basics of food what is a balanced diet like haven't we heard about balanced diet way too much especially in pakistan you know we, you tend to hear this word balanced diet a lot so what is a balanced diet hmm. so you know balanced diet is something if you remember back in our science classes we were also taught about balanced diet which is obviously a pyramid a food pyramid that you'd see with all food groups you would see meat, vegetables, fruits, dairy, grains, and all those things that we will usually consume in our daily lives. And balanced diet um, from, again, uh, literally means that you are having a healthy proportion of covering up all your macros and micros. When I talk about macros, you're talking about carbs, proteins, and fats. You're talking about micros, you're talking about all the minerals and vitamins that you're getting from your diet. So having a healthy balance of all of these things in your daily diet is what really composes of a balanced diet. Now, the concept of balanced diet has really changed over time. Um, and it, it really depends from person to person. What is balanced diet for you might not be a balanced diet for me. Um, and primarily because food, as I said, is, is information. And that information needs to be connected with the code that your body has uh, when you were born. And 
what are the factors that are influencing or that are impacting what you are eating uh, on a daily basis. So the, the whole concept of holistic health or functional medicine is to understand the relationship between food, our bodies, and the, the environmental factors around us that really go into determining what is going to be the best diet for us. So we, we often uh, learn this, and I've often come across this thing, that one man's food can be another man's poison, right? So it really depends on knowing yourself, knowing your body, reading that code that you're born with, and then sticking to one uh, sort of a diet that uh, comprises of all the things that work best for your body. Absolutely right, awesome. Because you know, uh, in Pakistan, my mother she used to, uh, uh, like you said, that one man's food is another man's poison. You know, coming back to this, uh, this sentence. You know, my mother in Pakistan used to, uh, used to tailgate me on drinking uh, milk. And whenever I used to drink milk, I used to get stomach aches. And um, when I uh, when I came over here to the United States, I found out that I was lactose intolerant. And, uh, I, you know, in, in Pakistan, we do not hear this word lactose intolerant at all, or people are not aware of it. People are not aware of their allergies. People are not aware of what food, uh, you know, food can give them, um, you know, can be a risk for them um there there's no like over here they have like much more understanding about peanut allergies and other sort of allergies that can cause their their life into danger but in pakistan there was no concept of this you don't even know like if you're grabbing a food uh food plate from outside what what is there that can cause you ill mm, so so yeah, I mean it's it's strange and I mean, people are learning slowly and gradually. Exactly, exactly. Are so important, I guess. Generally, I mean peanuts are good. I love peanuts. I yeah. I have peanut butter as my go-to snack, yeah. and that's something uh, I would always put in my smoothies, and on my salads or on my you know breakfast bowl. But it doesn't work for everyone, and I think. Uh, but that's the reason why we have uh, evolved so much when it comes to health. There are a lot of other options besides the, you know, the normal cow milk the, that we mm -hmm. were having for all this while. So it's it's just it's just as much research that you need to do in your work in your finances that you really need to do on health as well. Right. What are we? We often think about what are the best investments for me at this point, which are going to give me the best rate of return. At the same time, you also need to think about the foods that are going to give you the best of health at, at different times of uh, you know different times of life. Um, what you were eating when you were in your twenties and thirties might not be the same when you're eating in your fifties and sixties. So it's a constantly evolving thing that you need to go back to and look into. Uh, as the environment is changing and is offering you different food options, you really need to think what works best for you and what doesn't. Lactose intolerance is again, lactose and gluten intolerance is something that a lot of people did not have when they were born in their 20s. They did not, and all of a sudden they 
one fine day and they woke up and they developed these intolerances and again it's a, it's a it's a topic for another day but like you see yeah. the understanding when you develop any condition and uh, and how it happens you need to really you know just delve deeper into what exactly are you consuming on a daily basis to not worse in it yeah right and um i yes i do agree that people are learning about this slowly and gradually and um for for me it has been like i i have changed my diet so much like whatever i was eating when i was young when i was in school i do, i cannot digest it now it's just like so weird and especially like after being a mother i cannot i cannot go back to my diet when i was like 15 years old um right. and now i'm consuming uh plant based milk uh so it's just um slowly and gradually i'm you know shifting towards plants based based diet um so yeah tell me tell me about this like you know switching to a plant based based diet or paleo keto or low fat diet is it a good shift so that's a very good question i would say because this is something that on everybody's mind it's these are I, i i often call these fad diets if you saw one of uh, the recent uh, media appearances that i had uh, on why diets fail you 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 would know that i am not a very strong proponent of uh, fad diets when it comes to keto paleo low fat diet vegan diet whole food plant based diet and there are just so many of them uh, in my in my training we learned about uh, 100 dietary theories you won't believe this is this this is like 100 dietary theories which are different from one another and different with different compositions of uh, uh, macros and micros and but the real thing that the real lessons that they tell you in the end is that you do not have to go with any of these dietary theories or you do not have to stick to it's just that dietary theories are there available for people to try and experiment what is working out for them and what is not so again um as i said we are born with a different code with a different uh, you know different bodies and the way our organs are functioning the way uh, fat is really being accumulated in our bodies the way our body is responding to different types of carbs and protein it's so much different uh, that you cannot really pick on one diet what has worked for someone and expect it to do the same for you so you know let's just you know touch these fat diets um, from on the surface Now keto diet is obviously it's a high fat diet low carb you're just consuming 5% of carbs and majority 60 to 70% is coming from fats and the remaining from proteins paleo you're staying away from grains knowing that they might cause you gluten allergies or if you are struggling with insulin resistance then paleo diet is something that you might be looking into um plant based diet if you are really not a person if you are going through some sort of inflammation with meat products with um with dairy how you said you you were you know you, you cannot consume milk right now a lot of people have this and a lot of people are also um having different uh, i would say symptoms when they are consuming a lot of um, um animal based protein so they are going to plant based uh food which is definitely helped in uh reducing inflammation 
and a lot of other benefits that it accrues. So all of these peptides definitely come with a lot of uh, benefits that they accrue for different people. Uh, but just do not take them on the face value and know that if it has worked for my friend or my relative or somebody that I know, then it's going to do the same for me as well. Um, you need to keep trying and experimenting. At the end of the day, what really matters is your diet needs to be as clean as it possibly could be. Uh, so when I say clean, just focusing more on what is grown on the plant rather than grown in the plant or rather than made in the plant, sorry. So focusing on what is grown on the plant rather than what's made in the plant. By plant here, I mean obviously factories. So uh, you need to focus on this one uh, aspect of health and it's going to answer lots and lots of questions. Okay, very good. Uh, I'll make a note of that. Wonderful. And um, so like you've mentioned that what to eat and when to eat, uh, any, any um, tips about intermittent fasting? Because we have been hearing this buzzword for about about some time now. And I was wondering, what is your take on intermittent fasting? So yeah, intermittent fasting is again, again, type of uh, TRE, what we call time restricted eating. Uh, so time restricted eating has been going on for quite some time. People have tried different, there's intermittent fasting, which is like, you can either go with an 18-6 or a 16-8, or there's a 12-12, lots of op options for that, where people are just eating in a six hour window and 18 hours, they're just not eating anything. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a, uh, it has, it has benefits. It has worked uh, for a lot of people. Um, but again, I would say the same thing, um, you know, for some people who have tried intermittent fasting and they weren't used to intermittent fasting all their life or they weren't doing it properly, it has actually, um, you know, brought um, more harm than I would say benefits. So uh, when it comes to intermittent fasting, if you talk about it, for the, just looking at the benefits, um, when you are not eating for, let's say, a longer period of time, 16 hours and 18 hours, your your body goes into what we call ketosis, where it is burning um, fat for 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 fuel, right? Um, and it gives it gets this longer period uh, without food to really train your body um, in burning what really needs to be burned, right? People are haven't been able to burn fat because uh, they are constantly eating, and when you're constantly eating, it's it's the carbs that are being burned for fuel. So intermittent fasting, one of the biggest reasons why people go on intermittent fasting is when they want to, uh, let's say, you know, maybe get lean or they want to burn excess fat that would, would not work for them if they are going on, uh, you know, a diet that usually would. Uh, besides that, I think uh, when you say what to eat and when to eat, now it's, it's also a very subjective term, but generally uh, your ideal, your best bet would be how we say breakfast like, a, you know, king lunch like a prince and uh, dinner like a beggar that rule applies universally you need to make sure that your uh, portion sizes um, are you know are, are monitored during the day so your breakfast needs to be a heavy meal your lunch needs to be a light meal and your dinner needs to be like something super light and regarding the timing again uh, you need to make sure that you are getting as much in your diet as possible before 
the sun goes down or you know before the day uh, passes away so you have to ensure that you if you want to eat anything heavy uh, that you are not having it late in the night because that's going to definitely have a lot of problems so what you when you say like uh, let's say a heavy dish with with lots of animal based protein and with uh, you know maybe dairy and cheese and all those things maybe try having it as early as you can and again there are certain rules about uh, you know timing so one one thing is that you shouldn't be eating anything um, you know within a three hour window of your bedtime so if you are going to bed by by 10 p.m make sure that all your meals are are done and dusted by 7 p.m you're not eating anything from 7 to 10. it's very important for your body to get this period of rest to prepare you for sleep and so that the digestion problem the, the digestion system is 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 basically not working so actively um, and again uh, the metabolism has been put to put to rest when you are going to rest as well so these are some of the concepts uh, on what to eat and when to eat intermittent fasting is again i would say people should definitely look into it when they are looking for um, you know fat fat loss and they are they want to get lean try it out i would say try it out for a couple of uh, weeks and see if it's working for you if it's giving you headache if it's if it's uh, if it's just making you more cranky and then uh, to the point where you end up eating a very uh, unhealthy food at the end of the day with a, like an ice cream do a lot of people uh, turn to comfort foods when they've done intermittent fasting for four weeks and they're like okay we're done we're fed up of this and now we are going to go all out and then they will just go and grab all the unhealthy foods i would say ultra processed foods and ice creams candies chocolate bars and crackers and all those things whatever they could not eat in the during the intermittent fasting period they will just eat all of those uh, all at once and that's just going to uh, you know take away the purpose of uh, what it was intended for so yeah Awesome. Thank you so much for that insight because I've been um I've been doing intermittent fasting for about some time and um you know it has helped me. But uh thank you for much more information that you uh, gave us a little bit earlier. Um so is it okay awesome to put our body into caloric restriction? Um, I know many people do restrict their calories and they put a, a put a boundary on them. So is it okay if you can put your body, if you make your body go through this sort of restriction that you are only allowed to eat certain amount of calories and that's it for the day? Wow, this is this is something that I get to hear so much, uh, caloric restriction. So you know there is a, there is something there's a there's a fine line between a calorically dense food and a nutrient dense food. Let me tell you what exactly that, that means. So 100 calories of Coke are not going to be the same as 100 cal calories of broccoli, right? When you are saying, and most of the people were there like, oh, I'm restricting calories, I'm not going to eat enough. But then at the same time, the 600 or not 600, but let's say 1200 calories that they're having, where is that coming from? But the real thing is those calories do they have enough fiber? Do they have enough protein? Do they have the healthy fats? Do they have the omega-3s that are needed for fighting inflammation? So when you're talking about caloric restriction, I would say, yes, it works, and no, it doesn't. 
what exactly do those calories comprise of and uh, what foods are you taking for uh, you know the calories that you're actually having in your daily diet is what really makes a huge difference so you do not want to um, restrict calories you want to you want to basically ensure that while you're restricting calories you are um, not restricting the nutrients that's a very you know very important concept if you are getting a 600 calorie from from let's say a couple of pieces of bread and you know let's a few a few fruits uh, but does that comprise a balanced diet no it doesn't so you need to you really need to see uh, how can you restrict calories so i think the best best idea for people who really want to do caloric restriction is to take a balanced diet and see let's say if that balanced diet is a 3000 calories now taking the same foods but in a smaller portions is the best thing for them to do because taking smaller portions would ensure that you are getting the same nutrients maybe in a smaller uh, obviously um, i would say to a, you know in a smaller amount but at the same time you're also restricting the total number of calories because you are taking small portions. You're not compromising on the nutrients. That's the best way to go about it. Not like um, having a complete overhaul of your diet and eating those foods which are really not good for you. And they might they might seem like zero calories, just like uh, people are often uh, used to having diet cokes because it's a zero calorie diet. That I mean zero calorie uh, drink, but does that really give you any benefits to your body it's just i mean it's just a liquid full of chemicals at the end of the day it does get its taste because of the chemicals that have been infused in that uh, in that uh, you know bottle so you you need to understand you need to pick uh, smartly what is what is food for you and how can you reduce the portion sizes to reduce the number of calories but at least at the same time maintaining the nutrients that your body really needs on a daily basis yeah and i'm actually kind of guilty uh, guilty for that because i never used to drink coke in my entire life i have i none never consume coke or any fizzy drinks but recently i i have a newfound love guess what sparkling water Okay, sparkling and... water is good. Sparkling water is good. I, I would I would tell you why sparkling water doesn't have any chemicals infused in it. It's basically a carbonated water. Um, and sparkling water is actually good. It is alkaline. And if you, okay. if as long as it doesn't have any flavor, right? If it does. Oh, it does. <laughs> oh, oh. It does. It's zero, it's zero calories. But then it has, no. uh, it has a grapefruit uh, flavor. So... Okay. So, so again, you know, uh, again, so it's very, it's a very subjective thing, Hira. You, the best yeah. thing for anybody who is so confused. There's a lot of information that we have talked about in this podcast, and people yeah. might get overwhelmed. Uh, I think you're already overwhelmed with it, and this, yeah. this, all of these, <laughs> this is like, oh these, my god, so much. Yeah, all of these <laughs> topics: intermittent fasting, yeah. caloric restriction, and fat diets and balance. Like all of these are basically deep topics. You know, we we really yeah. need to delve deeper into. You know, deep dive uh, into them. Yeah, yeah, deep dive into them. You can't just uh, just basically touch base them and like look at them at surface. So anybody who is really concerned about what they're drinking, what they're eating, and if if that's the right thing for you, really look at the ingredients, right? Ingredients mm. is your is your best thing. So the the golden rule is if um, 
if the ingredient list is long enough for you to really process it all or it does have ingredients that you have never read before or that you have never come across before you would never actually uh, would see on a plate then it's uh, it's very much it's very likely that the food or the drink has uh, chemicals in it and it has artificial ingredients in it which you would not want to give your body Wow, that's a good note. I'll I'll definitely note that and um next time I'll see something. I'll just see the ingredients and see if it is offered at at my plate or not. If you cannot you know, the rule of thumb is if you cannot pronounce if you cannot pronounce most of the ingredients or if you haven't used them in your daily uh you know in your daily choice of words then the chances are that wow. those ingredients are not something that you can I mean grapefruit yes but if there is something after grapefruit there is a grapefruit flavor there's a artificial grapefruit extract now what does it mean by grapefruit extract you don't know exactly uh, how is it extracted where is it extracted from no but if it says uh, real or whole grapefruit then that really means that they are putting in fruit but i mean there's wow. so much There's so much on this side of the world we we see there's so much manipulation of ingredients and the words that has been happening that I would I would really love to you know deep dive into uh, you know one of the podcasts where we can actually look into this these nutrition labels where people are you know the, the way the words have, have been framed people have no idea uh, what exactly does that really mean <laughs> so yeah very good so um hmm very interesting um so let's just switch uh switch our topic let's just switch to a person who is very stressed and eating a lot and they have uh, they have a habit of eating a lot when they're stressed so how ca- can we change our habit how how can we conquer this like so, i mean uh very common phenomena uh, these days a lot of people are turning to com- comfort foods when they are stressed right and because they're they're not thinking through they do not have enough uh, energy enough uh, i would say uh, thought being put into what they're eating on a daily basis and because they're so stressed and the obviously the mental overwhelm is just too much for them to handle and when you say it's it's a habit it obviously a lot of habits a lot of bad habits do come into play and do get formed when you are stressed i think the best thing for people who are stressed would be to really take some time to wind down okay the your, your best part would be to you know, meditate meditate a bit take a walk and really taking some time off uh and in knowing about yourself about your body and making connection with your body and really making a connection with the food that you are eating uh knowing the impact that it's going to have on your bodies uh second thing is for people who are stressed and who want or who generally have cravings i talk about cravings it's a very uh, it's it's something that might come as offense for some people that uh, they do have cravings but this is something that does kick and when you are stressed so conquering cravings is something that people need to look into you know time and again and when you're talking about people being stressed uh i didn't understanding their relationship with food in terms of are they drinking enough water 
um, are they not what are the foods that they're, they're having when they're craving so maintaining a food diary is something that they can look into they can see what all are they putting and then obviously when they're looking at that food diary at the end of the day or at the end of the week it would it would make them more uh, more aware and conscious of what exactly are they putting in their bodies and slowly and gradually they would start making and you know developing better food uh, habits and really again depends on to what extent do people slip on from their from their diets when they're stressed they need to go back to whole foods they need to look at alternatives healthier alternatives there are healthy alternatives to sweet food as well there is as we see there are let's say fruits out there so many of them they're sweet and they're good for you they're giving you enough fiber they're giving you minerals and vitamins unlike any chocolate or candy bar that it might not so looking picking all, all of these uh, is, is, a, is, a, is a healthier way of starting things um, water as I mentioned is very important when it comes to conquering your cravings um, a lot of people are chronically dehydrated and if you have noticed it with yourself or maybe if you uh, are very thirsty and, and feel dehydrated you would actually turn to something uh, more comforting maybe a candy bar or like a or like something cold something sweet like a, most people would turn to a, you know a fizzy drink a carbonated beverage right so you need to understand you need to stop and really think about what exactly are the alternatives that i can put into my body for these kind of uh, you know these kind of situations and and then obviously take it slowly and gradually great thank you so much i never thought of this like oh if you if i'm enough uh, you know if i'm drinking enough water if i'm hydrated or not and that can actually curve my um diet yeah. and staying hydrated is the is a very good point that's true and then i think one more important point i'd just like to mention here people people who are not drinking enough water and i think weather and climate in, in some countries doesn't even um doesn't really doesn't even help them in in ways like if if you're living in a very cold uh climate and you're like oh i'm not feeling thirsty because obviously you're not you're not sweating enough uh daily but let me tell you this um thirst or what you say the dry mouth is the last thing or the last sign of dehydration of your body your organs and your systems and body and everything your blood is dehydrated way before you actually feel the thirst so sipping water and just going on with that throughout the day is the best way to go um, thank you so much for that tip uh, thank you so much austin um i think that's all i have for you these are all my questions honestly and um um, if you have any question that I could answer, I'll be happy to assist you. <laughs> but I don't have, I, I, I know right now I'm not the guru you are. So, but still, like, if you have something, I, if you want to ask me something, go for it. Um, no, I think we're good. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity for bringing out all this uh, valuable information to people out there. I, I really hope they find it uh, valuable, they find it informative and uh, you know i would say it, it helps them in uh, dealing with what the whatever health problems that they are going through um more such podcasts and different topics would definitely be um you know a point to begin with 
and would love to help you and the people out there anytime. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Asim. It's it was a pleasure doing this talk with you and I've been I've been tailgating this topic for years now and I think um, uh, this is the these are some of the best advice that I could catch from uh, from uh, from a health expert and you were that health expert <laughs> awesome thank you so much thank you so much for your time thank you so much for for these advices awesome thank you for having me have a good day I hope you liked our today's podcast. Do subscribe to Awesome Goals YouTube channel Back to Basics and Facebook page Heal with Awesome. All right folks, this is it for today. I'll catch you in the next tape.